Hey, welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2022 is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. My name is Ash Asherton. Welcome to your best source for anarchist happenings on the Neon Derby front lines. Last episode, we covered a rather peculiar case of two rivals clashing both on and off the track, with a surprise ending that left our hearts aflutter. If this is your first episode, check out the backlog on our Neon Caster feed. For today's episode, we cover the case of how on one fateful Neonween, an unlikely group of allies fought for the existence of their home away from home. Yeah, those suits just waltzed in there like they owned the place. I mean, they did, but they seemed extra snobby that day. Once that adorable bat started flying around, I knew something big was going to go down. You won't believe how one team became the catalyst for this ultimate display of anarchy and love, and how everything came down to a single blank line. You're listening to Truth Be Rolled. It was a night like any other night in Neon City. The air was aglow with familiar lights of billboards, street lamps, and anticipation. It was the beginning of Neonween, a yearly celebration that really showcases what this city is made of. The celebrations were in full swing throughout the city, but in one small corner, away from the prying eyes of the law and most corporate interests, a different type of celebration was just beginning. This was the night of the Neonween Derby, an 80-team, single-elimination tournament with the best Neon Derby hopefuls this city could offer. Yeah, we were just in line to register when I heard a group psyching themselves up on the street corner. I sat down with the drummer of the Hell's Bells, who was one of the first witnesses to the protagonists of this story the skateful hate. They didn't look any different from most of the groups here, but the way they handled themselves with the naysayers? Oh, well, that was pretty epic. They were pretty cute, too. <laughs> oh, man. Do oh. a lot of these altercations happen before the matches? Oh, yeah. A lot of the time they're just having fun, but these two teams, man, they seemed like they had some bad blood. This was the beginning of the night, and already teams were tussling before even entering the arena, foreshadowing the wild events yet to come. This team was one to keep an eye on, as I would later find out myself from the audience of their stellar performance before the lights came down. But I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. How could you not keep your eyes on them? I sat down with the twins from the Giga Cats team, who had probably the most interaction with the Skateful Hate that night. 
You're fanning yourselves. What did the skateful hate mean to you? We first ran into them down in locker room 18. We both noticed Velocity's neon skate trails, and we knew we had to meet her. So we went to wish them luck, and to show off our own neon tail trails a bit. Velocity, one of the star players of the skateful hate, definitely knew how to steal the limelight. And apparently, hearts, too. There may have been a bit of jealousy at first, but that heat got turned up real fast after that first talk. And we just hoped things worked out to get our chance against them on the track. And maybe more beyond that, if you catch my drift. (laughs) (laughs) Your match against the steamrollers had a little bit of a disturbance near the end of it. We were fairly... (sighs) distracted. Yeah, too distracted to notice what started it. Velocity and Mal were cheering us on. Uh, enthusiastically cheering us on. When all of a sudden, some suits came bursting out of the lounge area, looking scared out of their minds. This is when Max Carr, arguably the breakout star of the entire evening, sicked her pet bat onto these corporate types. I noticed the commotion myself, from my seat near the announcer's booth. One of the waiters in the player's lounge agreed to sit down with me to fill me in on what the fans didn't get a chance to see. Thanks for joining me. What can you tell me about the altercation from that night up in the player's lounge? I, uh... I was just serving refreshments and snacks that night when the murder maidens walked up to Max and Minnie from the skateful hate. I think it was Kala who spoke to them. I wasn't paying much attention to the conversation, but it seemed like there was some ex-drama at play here, and I get enough of that with the line cooks. Anyway, before I know it, things escalate, and Minnie knocks them back into me, and my tray spills all over them, and me a little, but it left a pile and it left a mess. Is that when the suits came into the lounge? Yeah, those suits just waltzed in there like they owned the place. I mean, they did, but they seemed extra snobby that day. But man, you should have seen their faces when that bat flew right at them. I'm sorry, did you say bat? Oh yeah, Max had a pet bat with her. I'm not sure exactly where she kept it, but it caused some chaos for sure. Then there was just a big food fight that came out of nowhere. You know what the strangest thing was though? No one was really throwing most of it, it just kind of flew at them. I swear, I was quite sober during this shift, and others can back that up. It was such a wild sight, but not nearly as wild as the step-off that happened shortly after. I heard about that. You were there for what happened at the end of it, then? Mm Mm-hmm. I was sitting at the bar trying to get the mustard stains out of my apron when the step-off occurred. The rest of the scapeful hate showed up. Turns out... Kala was Max's ex who left Max for Velocity, but Velocity didn't know Kala was dating Max, so it was a big to-do. But one thing was certain, Kala knew what she was doing. This revelation infuriated Malin, though, who initiated a step-off with Kala. Step-offs are serious business when it's not just kids playing around. That's why I stopped cleaning my apron to watch them. Kala and Mal both had great moves, but Mal won in the end took Kala's sword from her and everything. After Mal dropped it though, Max picked it up. Listen, 
There's something strange about that Max person. One moment the sword was there, the next moment it was gone. And then... Ah, that's when Kala disappeared. Never seen anything like it. One minute she was there giving what looked like one last goodbye kiss to Max, the next she just vanished. We were able to obtain security footage of the moment this happened, and it is even more remarkable than this audio format will allow. Check out our Neon site online for the video. I mean it. I'm really sorry. I Max didn't appear to be the same after that moment. Their match came up pretty quickly against the Nayslayers, and it was one of the most unforgettable matches I've ever witnessed. I was watching this one intently. There was something about them that drew me to them. Max appeared to be arguing with themselves the whole match. Velocity put on quite the show the whole time, especially when she narrowly avoided an attack from the Nayslayer's metallic riding crops, and her outfit practically tore right off of her. Mal stuck with Max, while Minnie and Velocity went on the attack. Max was the first to down one of the Nayslayers, their leader at that. Oh, before I knew it, Minnie broke a skate! Sacrificed herself to take out not one, but two of the Nayslayers. My breath caught as she tumbled over the edge with them. Let me tell ya, if I wasn't before, that's the moment I became smitten. That's when things got kicked into high gear. Velocity just came off an assist from Mal. Then she chased that last naysayer right into Mal and Max's hands. Mal catapulted Max forward right at her. <sighs> I gotta say, I wouldn't have minded going the way she did. Max jumped right at her and wrapped those, those gorgeous legs around her head and flipped her right into the foam pit. <sighs> Everything was going the Skateful Hate's way. They easily took the number one spot and looked to be this Neon Ween's derby champions. But the corporate suits had other ideas. Ladies and ladies, we must ask you to exit the building immediately. This event is now over. We repeat, this event is now over. Due to a bat infestation and a recent fight, we are calling an end to the Neon Derby. We are calling an end to the Neon Derby, and we are sad to say this will be the last Neon Derby that is ever had here. The audience had left, aside from just a small handful, myself included. About a third of the skaters stayed to fight too, including us. us. We were one of the few teams that stayed behind. We didn't want to lose our arena. This was a place where dreams could come true. A place you could even find love. How could we give that up without a fight? And we fought. We fought hard. Malin Vor, one of the four Skateful Hate teammates, was the only one I could track down who agreed to be interviewed. She sat across from me with a relaxed smile. Max was filled with something I'd never seen before. She never let up. 
constantly screaming as she launched herself from the track into the announcer's booth. God, the moment the glass shattered. <sighs> I was right there, and it was pretty glorious. Security and police were starting to come in force at this point, so I had to duck out. But that ending of the match, followed by that speech from Max? Skate fast, smack ass. Skate fast, smack ass. It was all very rousing, to say the least. The remaining teams all took point against the police and security, and the unbelievable thing was, we were holding our own. But those corporate suits were still there, still ready to give the order to tear everything down. And that's where Max stepped in. Again. She never quite said what happened, only that the problem was handled. But I don't even know if Max knows exactly what she did with those five corporate suits. To shreds, you say? Hundreds of bats, yeah, just swarmed them. There was one witness to that event. She agreed to join me at a nearby cafe for a quiet mid-morning brunch. I love bats. She really loves bats. I saw Sniffles with Max and instantly fell for her. Max, not Sniffles. Sniffles? Oh, that's Max's bat. Did you know that some bats are an endangered species? Due to rapid urbanization, laws have been put in place to protect whatever habitats they dwell in. Speaking of Max... Oh, yes. What did you see that day? I know the police have discounted your claims, but here, the truth is what we are after. So I may have been sticking close to Max, which was difficult because she was booking it through those halls on a mission. Those suits were on the way out of the arena when Max came charging in, and something weird happened. Bats just came out of nowhere. And what happened to the suits? Oh, they were torn to shreds. Whether it was bats, magic, or something else entirely, this was the moment that saved the Neon Derby arena. The bulldozers were all set outside. The police were there to enforce the orders. The teams were ready to throw down, no matter the cost. Then the demolition crew and police all just started leaving. I got a hold of the company that was slated to do the demolition work to figure out why. They never signed the order. We were told to wait while they took one last look and they would be right back to sign the order before the time on the paperwork. Turns out, never showed up. Legally, we weren't allowed to tear it down without the go-ahead, so we just left. Sent an invoice to the company to cover our time. Still haven't received payment now that I think about it. And that's the true story of how the skateful hate and a single unsigned line on a legal document saved the Neon Derby Arena on neon Ween 2099. You have been listening to the Truth Be Rolled Neoncast, a Neoncaster production. Truth Be Rolled is an independent production and can be found on Twitter at TruthBeRolledAP or online at TruthBeRolled.com. 
Ash Asherton was played by Renee Rhodes, who also did the dialogue editing for this episode and can be found on Twitter at Ray Diane R. The Waiter was played by Michael Waldschlager II, who can be found on Twitter at LoserMLW. The Bat Fan was played by Kelly Shaver, who can be found on Twitter at Green Murdragon. The Drummer was played by Zia, who can be found on Twitter at Legend of Zia. Twin One and Twin Two were both played by Ash North who can be found on Twitter at a library cryptid. Mal was played by Tiffany from North by North Quest, who can be found on Twitter at NXN Quest. The bulldozer operator was played by Ulfrig. Leia Frampton was our true crime consultant and script editor and can be found on Twitter at Greenleaf Geek. Bridge Geen did our sound design and can be found on Twitter at Audio Gremlin. My name is Ryan Bolter, creator and showrunner for Truth Be Rolled. I did the writing, sound editing, and scoring for this episode. I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune. This episode was based on the events that transpired in an actual play on the North by Northwest podcast feed, episodes 180 to 182, which utilized the Thirsty Sword Lesbians RPG by April Kit Walsh. Various clips were used from those episodes for this production with permission. All of this information and more can be found within the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. So what actually happened to Kala? Oh, Max turned her into a sword for a while. A sword? Oh, yeah. They had a cathartic conversation together on the track and everything. I honestly think it unlocked something special in Max that night. She really kicks some ass. Kala isn't still a sword, though, right? <laughs> no, she's not. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Storelli. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event. And you can even buy our team members a Kofi. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2022. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.